Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another terrific Tuesday. Friends, Torch Report 278, the theory of change. According to the environmental wackos, you should want to change your ways. We're going to get into that, friends. Today, I just got to say I'm a little bit late getting out. Had a few tech difficulties this morning. Had to reset my computer a few times, blah, blah. And also, I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to all of the new subscribers pouring in to the Torch Report. Uh, thank you for joining the club. It's great. Uh, don't forget you can support this publication for as little as $7 a month uh, by joining the Patriot Club. Get some exclusive uh, top secret reports and behind the scenes access of your favorite fuzzy peasant. And uh, yeah. With that said, my friends, I, I, I really do appreciate every time you share this, every time you click that little heart, give me the thumbs up, give me some love. It means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Now, to the theory of change we turn, what should we do? But to embrace it, right? We have to embrace change. Change is, in fact, inevitable, as everybody knows. Nobody denies this reality, though. I would uh, posit that plenty of people simply try to ignore the implications that this change is inevitable. But does that mean all of this relentless change? Does that mean that resistance is futile? Right? Change is the way of the future. We gotta, we gotta make progress. We don't want to be a bunch of stuffy old crusty conservatives clinging to our guns and Bibles. We gotta embrace the change. Is that what I'm saying? Absolutely not. Is resistance futile? Absolutely not, friends. Uh, for years, long before I ever got into politics. By the way, I used to say I never want to touch politics with a 10-foot pole. My my heart was always to help encourage and equip people and help lift people up and get people fired up about going out and doing whatever the hell they were born to do. You know, So for years, I was coaching people on how to embrace change. I would say we got to choose to use change because when we choose to use change, which is one of my favorite personal mottos, uh, we can choose to use change to achieve almost anything. We can change almost anything. To be sure, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that we can change everything because there are plenty of things that we cannot change. But focusing on what we cannot change is pretty much just a grand waste of time. And the truth is we can always change something. We can change the way that we think. We can change the story that's rolling through our head. We can change our posture and our breathing. And by extension, we can change our physiological state, our state of being. We can change the amount of oxygen in our blood. We can change the amount of blood flow to our brain. And all of this changes our mental state and our emotional state, which changes everything from our reaction time to our stress response. Of course, that then uh, causes cascading changes throughout our behavior, throughout our productivity, relationships, social interactions, ex you know, et cetera, et cetera. It changes everything. You know, therefore, choose to use change. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's effective. Now then, <laughs> all of that said, let's change our perspective, shall we? What's real right now? That's one of my most favorite questions. What's real right now? It's a very centering question. Uh, but just to jump into the news, in the news today is the notion that House Republicans are going to vote on a bill to abolish the IRS and eliminate the income tax. Woohoo! They're going to abolish the IRS. They're going to get rid of those 87,000 new armed, uh, <laughs> poorly trained but heavily armed IRS agents, and they're going to eliminate the income tax. That would be a welcomed change, would it not? Uh, I mean, I would have like, woohoo, that's great, you know? And they might even vote on it in the House. 
But it's all just, you know, it's just political theater, friends. It's not going to happen. You know, of course, elsewhere in the news is the news that Florida has become a safe haven for fascists, you know, pigs like Donald Trump and Bolsonaro. You know, these, these guys, you know, that, that they're, 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 they're all about whipping up the populace in, 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 in favor of fascism against everything good in life which is so ridiculous, it really warrants no further comment. So with a quick hat tip to the heroism of the first grade teacher who was shot by a very disgruntled six-year-old, uh, she still managed to usher out the other students to safety before you know she fell and almost bled out. She got rushed to the hospital. She's fine. Uh, we, we can now turn our attention to the most pressing menace of the day. Don, don, don. Gas, cook stoves, gas, cook stoves. What a menace to society. Friends, you wouldn't believe it, but check out these headlines. You know, U.S. safety agency to consider a ban on gas stoves amid health fears. Gas stoves could be banned in 2023, top federal officials say. Natural gas bans gain traction across the United States. The campaign to ban gas stoves is heating up. Natural gas bans, you know, are everywhere. Natural gas bans gain traction. And there are 20 states now that have laws prohibiting cities from banning natural gas, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to get into this a little bit. There's three things I want to point out about these headlines. Okay. First, Note at the top that 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 which is the most recent article there, the U.S. Safety Agency to consider banning, uh, consider a ban on gas stove amid health fears. And that article, they're positioning the ban on gas stoves as a matter of public health and safety. Supposedly, the U.S. Safety Agency wants to ban gas stoves because of all of these alleged health fears, you know. But where did these fears come from? I don't know. Jeez, wow, I'm so glad the science and the experts and the experts are making the science and it's changing all the time and now they can keep us safe. We'll get back to that in much more detail in just a moment. The second thing I want to point out is CNN article uh, that was almost a year old there. It says that, you know, they're lamenting the fact that they're trying to, that states are trying to ban cities from banning gas stoves. <laughs> That's kind of funny. States are trying to ban cities from banning gas stoves. You know, this claims the liberal rag of CNN is a combined effort of the GOP and the gas lobby to imperil the planet and line the line their coffers. That's all what it's all about. It's about money, money and power. You know, come on. What it's really all about. Matter of fact, this whole that whole article we could do a whole maybe I'll come back tomorrow and we'll talk about it because states trying to restrict the cities the globalists are targeting cities because that's where the population centers are uh, that's where you get the group think the herd mentality but it's also where the the bulk of commerce happens so therein lies the public private partnerships and the money and the power that is associated with that the political influence associated with that so the globalists are targeting the change within the cities making big glistening sustainable cities in future earth and there are 20 conservative states saying, hold on, time out. What the hell are you doing <laughs> there in the big blue metropolis? You're 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 kind of you're getting out there on a limb a little bit. We're going to rein you in and say you cannot ban the use of gas stoves simply because some globalist quack came up with some science that says you should do that. Now, the third thing to point out here is that bottom article, the truth about gas stoves, the gas stove ban. And it's coming from the mainstream media, but it portends to tell the truth. And they say that all of this banning of gas stoves in new construction is an effort to reduce harmful greenhouse gases to zero. They want to reduce harmful greenhouse gases to zero by the year 2023. 
And of course, the woke Californians have been leading this effort since 2019. In the state of California, there are now over 50 cities and counties that have adopted this ridiculous legislation, just in case there was any question as to whether or not insanity is contagious. Now, let's zoom out. Zoop! You know, last March, we'll go back, you know, last March, in Torch Report 84, Birds of a Feather Flock Together, I was mocking the fact that the city council in Lyle, Washington, population 500, was trying to adopt the Paris Climate Accord. And it was just about to pass. They're like, oh, wow, yeah, we got to save the planet. We better pass this Paris Climate Accord legislation in Lyle, Washington. We got to save the planet. You know, it was just about to pass when an astute citizen raised an intelligent question. What about wood stoves? Isn't staying warm more important than global warming? Why, surely it is, or at least it should be. But of course, the answer depends on who you ask, which brings us to the issue of global governance, not global government. The new world order is not a global government. It's a global governance. It is the influence of authority from on high global governance. The global cabal wants to control us all, and they are using the environmental agenda to achieve this objective. As previously noted, the merging of public health with the environmental agenda is now the one agenda to rule them all. And this was all rolled out under the cover of COVID-19. Of course, it's been in development for decades. And having been in the works for decades, the, uh, the WHO's, the World Health Organization's One Health Initiative, is now set to be implemented at the global scale over the coming years, but really pushing it hard in 2023. On December 23rd, just a few weeks ago, 2022, December 23rd, 2022, while Americans were busy hanging their stockings, the WHO convened a meeting of G20 leaders to advance the One Health Joint Plan of Action, which is the nefarious plot developed by the globalist hit squad known as the Quadripartite. The Quadripartite? You guys remember the Quadripartite? Because I was talking about the Quadripartite not that long ago. And just in case you need to refresh or catch up, I did put the link there in the article, Torch Report 244, was all about the threat of the Quadripartite. And what I found most interesting about this December 23rd meeting was this little phrase here. Now, let's read it right off the top. Quote, the G20 countries are looking for guidance from the One Health quadripartite in operationalizing One Health approaches. End quote. Hmm. Now, a curious peasant might ask, are the G20 countries really looking for guidance from the quadripartite? You know, perhaps, perhaps they are. But why? Why would any developed nation want to operationalize destructive environmental policies that are certain to hamstring their economies, lower their standards of living, and elicit political pushback? Why? And there's only one answer. It's a simple answer. Control. What else would they do that for? You know, the G20 discussion was focused on raising awareness and ad advocating for One Health priorities like banning gas stoves, improving One Health governance, i.e. global governance, and implementing the One Health approach in all relevant policies. Friends, uh, as noted in Torch Report 123, how the World Health Organization takes over the world 
By linking human health to environmental health, these globalist hacks have effectively justified their efforts to regulate all aspects of human behavior, at least in their own twisted minds. And the politicians, the G20 leaders, they're all playing along with it because ultimately this agenda gives the government control over the means of production and consumption. When you hear public-private partnerships, you think about this small group of global elites controlling the means of productive per, uh, production and consumption, and you know what that means. Friends, drum roll, please. Boom! The commies are taking over the world! I kid you not. They have to. It's a must in order to save the planet in their minds, in their own words, my friends. It would be morally wrong if they didn't take control and rule us all. After all, nothing is more of an existential threat to humanity than humanity itself. Nothing is as scary as the dreaded climate crisis. Now, being the logical and rational human beings that we are, we can set all of this silly insanity aside because there's something else here worth taking note of, and that is the strategies. We know that the globalists use strategic partnerships to achieve their object objectives. We know that. I mean, we're doing it all the time, right? There's a whole international web of non-governmental organizations and nonprofits, and they're funneling billions and billions of dollars into these nonprofits to, you know, create the consensus, to create the science, to create the reports, to create the uh, the public awareness campaigns and all that kind of stuff. And taking the example of banning gas stoves, they have funneled millions, the global cabal has funneled millions into the CCA, the Clean Cooking Alliance, which has the following goals. Quote, the Clean Cooking Alliance complements the work of partners to build a dynamic, inclusive, and financially sustainable industry with the goal of achieving universal access to clean cooking by 2030. This will lead to improved health, reduced climate environmental impacts, and empowering women and improved livelihoods, period. And quote, are you sold? Do you want to sign up? Wow, where can I support this amazing clean cooking alliance? Friends, are you curious how the CCA plans to pull this off. You will never guess. <laughs> so let me spare you the suspense and offer you this little screenshot from their 121-page framework. Friends, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Google or iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please know you can't see this screenshot unless you go to thetorchreport.com. You have to go to thetorchreport.com to get all of the goodies. And if you're with me now looking at this report, you, we can see from the CCA, from the, from the Clean Cooking Alliance, that they plan to train retail stores uh, on the selling and marketing of electric stoves. They, they plan to identify and repair technicians for electric stoves. They plan to sign up new people for the purchase of electric stoves. They plan on elevating clean cooking awareness about electric stoves. They plan on public messaging and information dissemination and you know uh, electric stove implementation plans and all of this kind of stuff. And there's one thing in there. You'll note the uh, little red box and the big red star there that I think is, is really, really, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Okay, the Clean Cooking Alliance, with assistance and funding from the World Health Organization, 
plans on sending women door to door to advance their agenda. That's it. Boots on the ground, friends. These officially titled FCHV, these female community health volunteers, will be trained to disseminate information, market and sell electric stoves, and build community awareness to the hazards and health risks of not doing what the globalists say to do. <laughs> just, that's so stupid. The strategy is genius, though. It's genius in that it is wholly unassuming and infinitely scalable. You can always find a female community health volunteer willing to go door to door to build awareness about electric stoves or, or, you know, how to save the planet. I guarantee you'll always find somebody out there to sign up for that. And of course, you know, on the receiving end of this mission, who would ever suspect that the sweet female community health volunteer was actually doing the bidding of a secret global cabal that is hell-bent on ruling us all. Who would have thunk, you know? Never mind the fact that there isn't enough clean energy, uh, clean electricity to run all these electric stoves in every hut and home on the planet. Never mind the fact that transitioning from perfectly functional gas stoves will create an enormous amount of <laughs> waste, you know, or that the uh, the ultimate scheme here is government regulated smart meters that will absolutely ensure your compliance with this ludicrous and unsustainable environmental policy. Never mind all of that. We all have to adopt to change, adapt to change, right? I mean, I mean, obviously. We have to change. Change is the way of the future. But here's the thing, my friends. We don't have to adapt to the radical insanity. We can resist and resist we must. Now, while the average American remains mesmerized by the smoke and mirrors of political theater, the UN is urging a radical global financial shakeup. Those are their words, not mine. The radical global financial shakeup is necessary because the climate crisis is affecting poor countries the worst, which means we have to take all the money from the rich countries and give it all to the poor countries. And we have to reduce the standard of living with rich countries to make us live like a bunch of African peasants. That's what needs to happen in order to save the planet. Simultaneously, while nobody is paying attention, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, is out there advancing their efforts to effectively take control of the flow of information forever under the auspice of digital safety. They're going to keep us safe online, and they're pushing a very inspiring whole-of-society approach to keep us safe in this uh, new age of digital safety. Friends, these issues are not being talked about in the news, and that is not an accident. The WHO, the UN, the WEF, the G20, and our own political establishment all have plans to change your life in ways that you have yet to even imagine. They are working together to systematically eradicate your ability and even your desire to resist. Friends, they have their theory of change, but I have my own. When we choose to use change, we can get ahead of the game, and change starts in the heart, which means a friendly conversation may be the very best place to start. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, please share this with a friend. Ah, <laughs> if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart. Click the heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Don't forget you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club for as little as $7 a month. And of course, the greatest honor of all is always if you would think of just one person that you might get a kick out of this podcast that might find it interesting, that might find it irritating, share it with somebody, share it with everyone you know. Friends, get out there and embrace this <laughs> utterly terrific and tantalizing Tuesday, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon.